time for another edition of Radio Wilder with Harry. Playing the greatest music ever made from around the world, along with Wilder news flashes, hot Wilder t-shirts. Click on store on RadioWilder.com to see how you can get one and how it helps the Be Kind to People project. You buy, you help. Now, episode 35. Father knows best. It's a Father's Day tribute. Yes, he's the king of the castle, the big breadwinner, your champion. He's your pop, your dad, and we salute him on our Father's Day special on Radio Wilder. Now, here's Harry. Evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are, Wilders. We're back on the air. Happy to be here. This is Father's Day weekend, June 15th, Friday night. But with the uh, spread of countries, who knows? I, I better not just keep saying Friday evening because it may not be Friday evening somewhere. But in uh, in our country, it is the Father's Day weekend. And uh, if you go to our website, you will see pictures of the team's dads different uh some with family some by themselves and uh we want to honor our dads uh and at the same time we want to make sure that the pictures are out we have some new videos up on the site we have some new pics on the site i don't know if we have any new prizes on the site or not but it's father's day and uh when you look and take a peek at the different dads and the different families it's a wonderful day and a wonderful way to celebrate. Terry handed me a note, uh, a few of the many father and son musicians, John and Jason Bonham, John Bonham from Led Zeppelin. You got Max and Jay Weinberg. E Street drummer is Max. His son Jay plays with Slipknot. Billy Joe Armstrong is from Green Day. He's got Joey, his son, plays with W or SW. Uh, MRS, another son, Jacob, plays in a surfer blood, surfer slash hyphen blood music. Bob and Ziggy Marley, Stephen Marley, Damian Marley. You got Paul and James McCartney. You got Lucas and Willie Nelson, and plenty more of the father and sons. And I think a couple of weeks ago, we played a stepfather spirit and a, a stepfather and his son. So Father's Day is a big deal. And for me today, the treat is I'll talk a little bit about dad. Anybody who knows my dad knew my dad. He had a very, you talk about a life story. If my dad would have been in the digital world, he covered pretty much everything. And I'll ramble on proudly a little bit about dad. But then as a bonus, at the end of the program, my dad's going to take hop up on the Wilder stage for a second time and sing us a song. Not many sons get to have their dads sing on the program. As far as the news and notes, uh, pretty casual this week. As I mentioned, we, we have, uh, we're constantly working on the site, constantly adjusting it. And this show is recorded a little earlier because we had the Memorial Day coming up. But uh, as of this show, 
We're not going to count them every week because you don't get them every week, but we have uh, 29 countries listening. We have China. I think I mentioned that in a previous show that Mike LeBeau brought in. I know it was Mike coming in, but I don't know who brought in Cyprus because that's this week's one. A couple of downloads in Cyprus, which means either two people downloaded or one person could have used two, could have used a regular computer and then maybe a mobile phone, et cetera. But we're happy to have it. Hell, I didn't even know where Cyprus was. Oh, Terry had to bring out the map and show me it's just below Greece. It's got its own little country and I'm proud to be in Cyprus. So I think for Father's Day, of course, we'll have some of our usual regular inquires, et cetera. We've got two requests we're going to do today. So I think for Father's Day, uh, I'll save the babbling for the middle and play the music for you. So we're going to start off with four. I'll tell you who the four is after, but I'd like to get this thing started. My dad was a musician, played several different instruments, plus he did something that his son could never do, which was sing. So uh, I think in honor of Father's Day, in honor of all the guys in our gang and girls in our gang, all with our dads, this is a musical show. So let's play some father, let's play some music, let's play some Father's Day music. How's that sound? Sounds good to me.
four like it let it off with the dave clark five. Oh, and before i even get to that i was doing my usual check in the spread this is except for of course we re- went back into the late 1920s or early 1930s this is about as big a spread as you're going to get we have one of the greats one of the original original people to introduce the world to rock and roll which we have his song from 1955, and we have two or three, at least two or th- we have three, 2018. So uh, what is that? That's a pretty good spread right there, isn't it? There you go. You're getting your uh, you're getting your 60 plus there. You're getting your 63 years of rock. If we're adding that, if if we're doing our addition correctly. So love that, and actually we have, we miss by one year of having every single decade in this show. We have the fifties, several in the sixties, seventies, and we do not have the eighties. We have a song, nineteen seventy nine, almost love it when these things work out like like that. And then we have the nineties, and of course the two thousands, and we have uh, several of those again. A nice mix between. The 50s and 60s and the brand new, I love it when it comes out like that. So, back to who we heard or who who we played and who we heard. We did the Dave Clark Five from 1966, Try Too Hard. Fat Man in the Bathtub, that's by Little Feet, that was uh, 1978. Back down to the 60s, back to exactly 1966. The Knickerbockers doing Lies. Then Farmer John, I'm in love with your daughter. That was also a blast from the 60s. 
Very nice, very enjoyable. So today we don't have a lot of stickies, we, but we have some really interesting ones. So we're going to run into the first one here, and it's Jim Croce. And Jim had a very short life and a very short career. His name, his full name was James Joseph Croce. He was an American folk and rock singer, songwriter. He lived from 1943 to 1973. His peak was 66 to 73. He released five studio albums and singles. His, his songs, Bad, Bad, Leroy Brown and Time in the Bottle, are the two biggies. They reached number one on Billboard 100. And the funny story about him, he was a student. He graduated from Villanova, so his, for their, his and his wife, Ingrid, for their wedding present, his parents gave him 500 bucks to record an album, said, when it fails, I want you to get into a respectable profession. And uh, he, he was able to print 500 copies, and they all sold out. So uh, he stayed in his respectable prevention, uh, his profession, which was he was very professional in his profession, and he 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 basically what he did was his his he had uh, kind of his own little different again kind of a a little folks and uh, he would he would try all the different bands and try to do different kinds of things. And he'd go back and forth. And finally, at the end, he was almost ready to quit. And he hit his biggies. And he was doing a little tour, which he then planned at the end of the tour to go back and do a farm stuff and maybe do some writing and maybe do a little singing. Unfortunately, it's weird how some of these are. Maybe we're just all looking at how many of these people have died in plane crashes. And it's usually pilot error. I presume that's because you're, you know, buying on the, you know, a little small plane. Uh, he was playing in Nacogdoches, Louisiana, going to fly over to Sherman, Texas, and play. An hour after the concert was over, he and four other people hopped in a little plane, and believe it or not, where they took off, the weather was decent. There was one pecan tree at the end of the runway. Everybody said very visible, and apparently this pilot, the extra part of this story, was that this pilot had had a history of heart problems, and for some reason, Marlene asked me this the other day, and I couldn't answer it, it said he ran to get to the plane three miles. So I guess they're trying to insinuate there was some heart torture, or maybe blanked out, or who knows what. I mean, otherwise, why would they put that in there? But it was uh, pilot error. And I was at the docs of my doctor last week, Dr. Connie Mariano's, and she mentioned Jim Croce and said that she knew her widow, his widow, Ingrid, and they'd opened a restaurant, which uh, several of my friends have been to in San Diego. It was very good. It closed. They opened another one in 2016 or 2015, and it didn't make it, but the first one did, and that's something that Jim and his wife always wanted to do. So we'll do time in a bottle. I don't want to skip over when you have a sticky. And then we're going to go Zoom to 2018 to a group I really enjoy, the Kurt with a K Baker combo. And then here's a request that I got. It's a... It's called De Na Na, Shaky Bum Bum, in parentheses. It's from Fourth Impact and Tony Valor. And the person that sent it was fan at fan.com. So I can't give you a name of who it was. So we'll go knock on the door, play some more. We'll do uh, 
I'm really not trying to rhyme this stuff. It sounds dumb when a rhyme comes out. But I did like getting us four to go with, so then we'll do to three. We'll run into a big, very, very important sticky after that, and we'll we'll take a look around and see what we can do after that. But right now, we'll take off, and this is time in our bottle, Jim Croce. And this was his biggest, no, it was his second biggest song. Bad, bad, Leroy Brown was his first. If I could save time in a bottle The first thing that I'd like to do Is to save every day Till eternity passes away Just to spend them with you If I could make days last forever If words could make wishes come true I'd save every day like a treasure And then again I would spend them with you But there never seems to be enough time To do the things you want to do once you find them I've looked around enough to know You're the one I want to go through time with If I had a box just for wishes And dreams that had never come true The box would be empty Except for the memory of how They were answered by you But there never seems to be enough time To do the things you want to do Once you find them I've looked around enough to know You're listening to the Father's Day special on Radio Wilder with Harry. Yeah. I'm just another in a stunner crowd 
I was just looking at the list from uh, Time in the Bottle, 70s, So Lonely. I heard an interview with Kurt Becker the other day. They recorded this in Spain. He had a very eclectic uh, Spanish producer that he really enjoyed. And then De Nana, Shaky Bum Bum, Fourth Impact, and Tony Valor. That's a 2018, which leads us into our next song, which is The Sticky, from the one of the greats, because he was one of the innovators of rock and roll. I said 1955 to 19 uh, to 2018. It really is 1954. And, this, and the name of the band, of course, probably some of you have guessed it, Bill Haley and his Comets. And the song is Rock Around the Clock. He actually... Did his, he had the very first rock and roll song that was ever, um, what's the best term? But I guess you could say that it was seen or produced. It was actually on television, and it was a kind of a, a song called Crazy Man Crazy because he heard some teenager say it someplace, so he did a song. And he did it uh, as a, the song was a uh, background for a television show that was, yeah, James, it was a television play starring James Dean. So he started off, and and Rock Around the Clock was a, basically, I think it's the fifth or sixth most um, most sold single of all time. He did now. He did another song that's called the, he did a Shake Rattle and Roll. He did, which actually sold a little bit more, but not long term, but in the short period of time. But it was his first gold record. He got Lifetime Grammy. He was in all the Hall of Fames. And he went a little further. He died uh, and left some uh, you know, the rest of the band. So when they when Hollywood invited him to do the invited him to do the Walk of Fame, they did it with one spot left open for Bill. So rock around the clock, and they did the bass player then. He didn't have a drummer, did that what that's called that slap back. You've seen it, Buddy Holly's original bass player did it where they just kind of pull the strings and slap the guitar, and that kind of provides the percussion beat, if you will. So Bill Haley and his Comets, American rock and roll band. Man, think of that, 1952. He died in 81, and uh, man, he had, let's say they had nine singles in the top 20. One was number one, three more in the top 10. Uh, they people said, I mean, basically they were revolutionary. Go look at some of the pictures of them. They got their, you know, that kind of hair with the twirl, and they looked like the the uh, teenagers of the of the early fifties. Although he was a little older than that at the time, but he knocked it off. So there's Bill Haley in the Comets, and uh, he not only knocked off, he knocked off Rust wherever Rust might be and got people to start thinking about a little rock and roll. So you had people like Bill Haley. You had Elvis coming right along. You had Jerry Lee Lewis. You had Buddy Holly. And here they come, and here comes rock storming out of the 50s. So our, we got that. We, we took care of that, and he'll be coming on right next. And then Steve Salas, just an enjoyable tune that I like, 2006. And let's see, who do we have here? Oh, we can do one more. We're going to do a little walk on water, and that's uh, 2018. Have I skipped? Nope, I got the one request in. So let's play some more and listen to it, and then we're going to come up on uh, our double, our deuces are wilder. I'll say it, don't worry. In fact, I better say it right now. 
Rock Around the Clock, Bring It In Easy, Steve Salas, Walk On Water, 30 Seconds to Mars, Heard It, Liked It, 2018. And when that song is done, when that song is done, Dave, you can take us into The Deuces Are Wilder. So let's rock around the clock in honor of Bill and his comets. One, two. One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, rock. We're going to rock around the clock tonight. But you should right, so join me home. We'll have some fun when the clock strikes one. We're going to rock around the clock tonight. We're going to rock, 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 till broad daylight.
see you get the plaque. I'm proud of you. It's Harry's tribute to fatherhood on Radio Wilder. Thanks for listening. Fighting for bloodlust in a holy war. Listen up, hear the patriots shout. Times are changing. In the end, choice was clear. Take a shot in the face of fear. Fist up in the firing line. Times are changing. A dying star White lies It's a man on fire Making love with the devil Hurts Times are changing A thin line The whole truth The far right The left view Breaking all those promises made Times are changing Is or Wilder Dave? Let's uh, we'll put the big red stop sign on. And if you try, uh, I can say it for my own father. If I tried to tell one story or a million stories about dad, we'd be just going through program after program. But so I thought what I'd do is highlight five or six or seven things, and we'll talk about them another time. But I don't think there's any more highlight than actually hearing that my dad could sing, and he'll be singing at the end of this program. But he, so he was a musician. He played the oboe, played the clarinet, played the organ, played the piano, could sing. 
And he probably would have been a musician, except he had very, very thin lips, and he kept splitting them, playing the horns, and that's what he played the best. He was on Ted Mack Amateur Hour. When he was 15, he was on the Moratoria, which is a sister ship of the Lusitania, the one that got uh, bombed and sunk outside of Ireland by the Germans. And he went and uh, with his musician buddies, and they were all 17 and 18. He was 15, and he went with them. And my dad really had kind of a sheltered life. He was the second youngest graduate at one time of Syracuse University. He was a proud grad. He played his music and then realized, okay, I can only go so far. So after graduation, he went to work for, I think, I don't, I don't, and he's not around to clue me in on this. I believe he went to work for my, met my mom and, and was met her when he was working at my grandfather's radio station, WSYR in Syracuse. And he had one in Troy too, so I'm not sure which one that was. But to give you the kind of idea, kind of a, well, I mean, he was a very successful, my dad was brilliant. I thought he was, I mean, he was brilliant. Maybe in the personal side, he wasn't, <laughs> wasn't as brilliant. So I've tried to learn not to do some of those things. But at the, And I don't say that disrespectfully because I tried, tried, tried as a son to say, Dad, this is not going to work out. And I'll give you a little hint of why that isn't. Not that I've had the greatest uh, ride over in the personal side, but I'm much better now and much better through the last 20 or 30 years than I was then. But if you think about this, he worked at the radio station. My brother, we had to move from New York to Albuquerque because of air quality problems for my little brother, Philip. Even though he's much bigger than I am, he still is my little younger brother. So he went to Albuquerque, buys a Spanish radio station, Cool, and obviously none of us, well, not obviously, we didn't know any Spanish and certainly dad didn't. He made it very successful, and I think I did mention this in the show that he he uh, graced us with his singing before. I think that was number eleven, but he couldn't get any of the agencies to buy time on his on his station, and yet he'd have these uh, radio remotes, and they'd have thousands and thousands of people. They'd go to a, like a grocery store, or a furniture store, buy all the product. And so finally, what he did one time was he just and people would write in all the time, mail, mail in, mail in, mail in. And my dad finally just gathered all this mail together in a big sack, took it down Central Avenue in New York, uh, in Albuquerque, Central Street, and took it into agency after agency and said, look, this is a loyal listener. This is a loyal customer. They just went over to XYZ Furniture Store and basically sold everything, uh, bought everything. They did this. They did that. And finally, he started to get into, and the advertisers were rewarded because the uh, Spanish listener was a very was very loyal. Uh, they had a product and a, a store, a company that they liked. They they did business. They didn't shift around, which was a, a very good trait to have. I remember growing up, going down to the station. I think it was on Yale Street. Going down there, I got introduced to some of my first Mexican stu- uh, food. I remember one of the jocks' name was uh, Jose Gallegos, a really nice guy. He gave me some of his Mexican food. And uh, the little bit of time we were there, it was we really enjoyed it, and the station did very well. And that shows you here he did, here he came in not knowing the language. So then, what does Dad do? He goes to El Paso. We moved to El Paso, Texas. Basically, 
you know, 300 miles away, 275. What's he do then? He buys an old, kind of a decrepit country western station, K-H-E-Y, the Mighty 690. And I remember going out almost every Saturday with Dad, pulling tumbleweeds. That's what he did, cleaning up, trying to do the best that we could. He did most of the work. I was a kid flaking around, and he let me drive the car. I was so young, 12 or 13, but I could drive it on the dirt uh, piece of land that we owned had tower there and all the rest of that stuff. And slowly but surely, he started and had a, it had a good signal, a pretty good signal. I had 10,000 watts. And with help of all kinds of good people, we began to, he began to, not we, I didn't do anything. He put that station, modernized it, got it fixed up nice. And we have a good family history at that station. Uh, Chrissy's mom, mother of my child, worked there. Howard Steele, who you're going to hear plenty of in July, he actually worked there at one time for my dad. So we had that going on, and here he took a complete different format again, country and western. He ended up, and you've heard me mention this many times, he would pick up and bring in kind of a junior Grand Ole Opry and all the big stars, Johnny Cash, Brenda Lee, uh, Marty Robbins doing his El Paso. They all came in. Dad brought him in, and he was successful no matter what. He just he had a, a a brain for business, and, and most importantly, he had a brain, and he had, he was hell bent in the world of sales. So my dad realized it's not who counts the beans, it's who produces the beans, and he was great at it. And, and many times I'd be with my dad, and he would embarrass me as a young kid because he'd just sell wherever we were at, not rudely. He was very smooth at it. But I would be, Dad, don't sell to this guy. Don't do this. I told the story before about uh, the Billy Cruz restaurant in El Paso, how he, Billy would come to our table and Dad would t- talk to him about television, how much more could boost his business. And Billy said, I'm doing great right now. It's wonderful. And Dad would say things like, well, I don't see a line outside your bar, and that's where you're making the money. And after beating him down, after it seemed like forever and ever, we ended up getting a trade out. Dad ended up getting a trade out with Billy. His business did increase, and we had a lot of free steaks and great meals and great pies and everything else at Billy Cruz. Well, then he went after he went into tele, uh, into radio. Then he went and became a salesman at a uh, television station in town. Rose up through the ranks to become the general manager and president and general manager, went right into television smoothly and operated it beautifully. And he had a chance, uh, Doubleday uh, Publishing owned it, and they gave down Nelson Doubleday, who I met several times, a really nice guy. They owned the Yankees at that time, I think. And they owned a couple of big racehorses also. And he gave my dad a chance to buy the station on very good terms. He had to raise just a little bit of a down. And he said, it was his one major regret. He said, I ju- regret. I just didn't work hard enough to raise the down. I didn't. And he said, I, I regret that the rest of my life because I could have worked forever at this radio, st- at this television station instead of having to retire. He got a good passion, package and everything, but it's not the way my dad wanted to uh, finish out his career. But he was successful in everything. He, his, uh, he, he preferred to have about a 40-year or 30-year age spread between uh, his girlfriends and him. And I would tell him, Dad, 
someday this is not going to this is not going to work out well for you or you're 65 years old a 25 or 35 year old girl's not the way to go you'll have no companionship he said i don't care he said i'd rather have the caviar right now and it's okay dad that's what you'll have and that's what you'll get and we used to go to some of the poker games or i'd go to the poker games and watch the older guys play they all bowed down to my dad because they were all in marriages or marriages had been busted up or they whatever they were they even good ones they'd been together 30 40 years and they thought dad was some kind of a commander well he was actually with his young girls they'd see him and Dad would use every kind of pickup line. I remember a couple of them, which are like a career in the in the television and the movies. He was not embarrassed to bring up any of them. Love Dad. And um, another example of what my dad, he came here and uh, lived with Diane and I in Phoenix. And he got a job as a concierge at uh, one of the car dealerships. And basically that job was to say, are you happy with your car? Did they treat you well? Uh, did you get your discount coupons, whatever that would, to make the delivery of the car smooth. And he didn't like the way the car dealership worked and how they treated the the people there, even though he was kind of like a buffer. They wouldn't let him do the things he wa- thought would make the customer happy. So my dad got pissed, and he wrote a little a little pamphlet called The Forgotten Consumer. That's how my dad was. He wrote a couple of other books, one about television sales. I wish I could find that. I think it might be around someplace. So my dad uh, was somebody that I certainly admired all my life. He was a very different kind of a person. Again, had big brain power and wonderful stamina. My dad, ne- and my dad, he never took a vacation. But what he did do is he established the early take your needle off the record, if you will, at around 4 o'clock every afternoon. My dad, you couldn't get in to see him. You go to his office, the door would be shut. Uh, his uh, his beautiful admin assistant Nellie Parsons would say, "No, you can't go in. He's taking his nap." I think that helped my dad. He lived all the way to eighty four, and he had an accident at eighty four. Otherwise, he still would have been going. My dad did not drink. He'd have once in a, once a year, maybe a little touch of wine, no smoking. Uh, it was pretty obvious what his vices were. They were the ladies, but the truth was business was, was his vice. He, uh, most of the time when he got late 70s, early 80s, always disappointed that he couldn't be out on the firing line. But if you heard him on the phone when he was 78 and you think he was 58 or 48, he could sell and do things just as well as anybody else. So there are a lot more stories about Ed. And I'll tell other ones at different times, but this is Father's Day, and I want to take it up from everybody else. But at the end of this show, Dad will sing to you. And all he did to sing, he was 55 years old or 56, the be- as best I, as I can remember it. And he was down at the station. He went back to the guys in the back and said, you know, I want to see if I can still sing. He said, so let's pull up, I think he pulled up Nelson Riddle, who used to do a lot of Frank Sinatra's, the orchestra, I'm talking about the musical, or he came up with other backgrounds, and he just sang over the top to see if he can sing. And I think you can tell, after, I don't know, 35 years of not singing a song or a note, I'd hear him once in a while sing around the house a little bit, but I'm talking about trying to put it out. He did it all in one sitting. He did a fabulous job, I think, and we were lucky enough, thanks to Terry, to have eight or ten of his songs that were originally on probably real, a reel-to-reel or cassette, and he had them digitized, so all of us in the family have them. And people would be surprised. My mother-in-law was shocked it was Dad and other people in the family because it's 
It sounds so good. Uh, all right. Well, that's enough about Dad. So, uh, and I know I want to send Dave into the Deuces or Wilder. And Terry's probably signaling me now. To, okay, stop, stop, get rolling. I can't actually see him right now. But we're all proud of our fathers. And I'm just as proud of mine as anybody else is. And our whole gang is. We all had good, good dads, good pops. Some of them, Terry's is still alive. And uh, we can enjoy him to the max. So we're going into the uh, Deuces or Wilder. And what are we going to do here? We're going to do Have Love, Will Travel. We're going to do Paul Revere and the Raiders. They did it first. And then the Sonics covered it. The Mad Men of Garage Rock covered it. And they used it, as I mentioned earlier in that day, I believe it was a Land Rover commercial in about 2004. We'll do those. We'll come back out. And I think we have a request from Marsha Pope. And I believe Marsha has claimed to have some... Uh, some uh, relationship with Leon Russell. So let's do uh, The Deuces Are Wilder and come back out. We'll make a big decision that it's a big, big, big decision. Not really. Whether or not we'll, we'll blow through three more for you for your listening pleasure or for more pleasure for you, we'll go to the Enquirer. So have love, will travel, and it will. Let's listen to it. Let's start it off with Paul Revere and the Raiders. Out of the Deuces or Wilder Covers Vault comes Rock's best songs with cool and sometimes crazy or bizarre covers. It's time for Harry's Deuces Are Wilder. To satisfy me or have a love That's what I got for you Better will travel ooh, 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 ooh. Have love oh, 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 oh. I will travel, child I want you to tell me now Well, sir, if you never need a lover, man mm, We'll travel And furthermore I might catch a boat Or take the plane if I have to baby take a railroad train And if I can't get a bell that way Look for me child to walk in any old way Have a look Yeah, 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 yeah We'll travel I'll travel, yeah. Just to win, see, to get 
class yodeler that's where that's where he made his living he did country and western did yodeling i'm happy bill came over to the wild side to the rock and roll side to get us started step out there those people were all people that had the courage to go play stuff that uh, frankly most people didn't want to hear and there were people that fought against it that's that's for sure so as i'm looking over everything anxiously happily what I think would be the best for all of us. We have a request coming up from Mrs. Miss Marsha Pope in Oklahoma, and she wanted anything by Leon Russell, so she left it up to me to pick it for her. So, Marsha, uh, I'm sure it's been quite a while. Ashley, Marsha, Terry called on her on a sales call. He has another life besides being the executive producer of this program. And she was doing something with somebody else, and he properly said, well, you know, that's great. They're a good competitor, whatever he said professionally and 
So now that he, Terry can engage a, a, a turnip in a conversation, I'm sure. And so they got to talking. He told her about the jalopy. And she said, really? I love rock and roll. I, do you know who Leon Russell is? And Terry said, well, of course I know who he is. Well, he was a friend of mine. And so she told, he told, she told Terry a few stories about Leon and said, well, Ben, I'd really love it if you'd, if you'd play something for Leon. And Terry put the rules out and said, send me a request, your shirt size, the rule. And it came in like the next day. So we're going to play that for her. And we're going to do some one of the bands that I really enjoy, Fall Out Boy, Bishop's Knife Trick, 2018, Anui, Leon, um, very early 70s. I don't see a date on this. And we're going to go to the Fondas. No, they're not. They don't have anything to do with Henry and Jane Fonda, although I am reading a book called Hank and Jim, which is great. And it's about the 50-year lifetime relationship with uh, Henry Fonda and Jimmy Stewart, and they had great dads. Both of them had huge influence on their lives. And they were they were. It's a it's a book. I'm not going to spoil by telling you how different they were, both politically and all the rest of it. But stayed away from that kind of stuff and stayed pals for 50 years. Sir, and another thing that I learned that was very surprising to me was Hollywood. You know, I'm always cuffing it nowadays, call it vape it, because it is. There aren't stars. Every single person you ever see anywhere is a star, reality star, this star, that star. They're not stars compared to the, what we grew up. But the stars and some of the famous people that I'm reading about in this book, I put their money where their mouth is. They jumped into World War II, understanding we were attacked. It's a, it's a whole different scenario. And Jimmy... Stuart was an ace pilot and had serious combat. And Henry did some pretty great work himself. Henry was in the Navy and Jimmy was in the Air Force. And they weren't in there just to go sing some tunes. They fought the whole war, most of it. In fact, Jimmy was, uh, they said, you can't join because you're 10 pounds underweight. And he battled and battled and battled because they were so short of pilots. And they need somebody to be an instructor. And he was a good one that they let him in. So he fought for you to try to get into the war. A whole different look at Hollywood. Now, I don't know how I got off of that trail other than to say what very cool fathers. So we're going to do uh, the Fallout Boy, and then we're going to do For You, Marsha, Stranger in a Strange Land by Leon, awesome Leon. Then the Fondas, oh, that's how I got off on Henry Fonda. See, you never know what I mean. You're probably, I'll hear this show in a couple of days, I won't even know I did this. And then we'll let the turntable cool down, let, let everything in the digitized world calm down, the waves, I'm looking at them right now on my computer. And we're gonna go right over to the Enquirer and a treat for you is, it's always a treat for the Enquirer. I understand that. You don't have to even worry about it. But today, the gift from the gift shop, I broke precedent, and it's going to be a gift for fathers that they're going to really join. It's a serious gift. Not that the other ones aren't, aren't people aren't mauling each other to get their hands on it, but this is a pretty great one. And we have one more sticky, but I'm going to do the sticky and let you race off out the door for Father's Day, the Father's Day show. And the reason I'm going to be able to do it is twofold. I got a bookend. I got my lifelong man who affected me as much as anybody else to get playing. That's Ricky Nelson. And then I get to end it with my dad. So there, that's a reason right there. You're going to get four and then a bonus 
of Ed, and I'm not going to interrupt and just tell you, when you hear the, the strings of the last song or the guitar of the last song and the drum beat of the last song, my dad will be very proud to come onto the stage and play one of the two, sing one of the two, nine remaining songs that I am really lucky enough to have. There's his digital diary, like I'm doing this show for Shelly, for me. So let's get right out there now and get, get a little fallout, boy, and then we're going to move over and let Leon talk about a stranger in a strange land. I guess we're a stranger in a strange land when you realize we're over at Cyprus. So enjoy them. Here they come, and then we'll pull over and have a look and see what the inquirer's got in the store.
T-shirt. Click on store on RadioWilder.com. Number one with over 60 years of music, life, and stories. Harry on RadioWilder.com. Touched by you. 
Time for a Wilder News Flash. Brought to you by Harry's National Enquirer. Spelled with an I. Where inquiring minds and behinds want to know. Sometimes you forget how great the backup singers were on Leon Russell's powerful choral. It just sounds fantastic. And I tried to imagine what it would be like. Because he could sing anyways. I took him out, listened. And it's just a whole different, and we forget the backup singers sometimes, and I think I've mentioned before, and if I haven't, there's a show called 20 Feet from Stardom. It's a DVD. It's about backup singers, and all the great big rock and rollers talked about how they wouldn't have, their bands would have never been nearly as good in some of their great songs without the wonderful background and the backup singers that that they had. And we'll talk a little bit more of that when we get to our Beatles Stones, which is coming up, coming up in about uh, two weeks, two and a half weeks. Okay, here we go. Now, this is a pretty interesting story, I think. You remember King of Queens? We love that show, King of Queens. You had the you had the stars in it, and then in the backgrounds there was Patton Oswalt was the guy whose mother was always torturing everybody, flirting with everybody, trying to come on to everybody, and he was the smart guy of all of them. While his wife, who died in 2016, wrote a book, and the book is basically let me see what it is here. I think I wrote that down, and let's see here. Well. Uh, maybe I didn't write it in here. Anyways, she wrote a book, a novel, and it was about the Golden State Killer. She she had worked on it and fixated on it and spent the time and effort, and it was because of some of the things that she wrote that they got the guy. They they caught him and captured him, and he was an ex-policeman. And uh, when when they arrested him, Patton Oswalt said, "You got him, Michelle." You got him, babe. And he said how proud his wife would have been uh, after the California the cops bagged and identified the vicious Golden State Killer after more than a 40-year manhunt. And look at this guy created all, all, all kinds, wreaked all kinds of havoc. Let's see. what some of the His name was James D'Angelo. They got him when he was 72. They believe he's the guy. And... They've got him in there in pretty good shape, they think. 12 murders, 45 rapes, and 120 residential burglaries that they can put their hands on. This is in about a 10-year period, 76 to 86. And her title of the book is I'll Be Gone in the Dark. So that's pretty neat that that was able to happen. She died young, and but he's proud of how that is. And I might get that book just to have it for my pleasure. The next is lowering it down a little bit. A gentleman, uh, I use that term loosely, an inmate, a fellow inmate of Jared. Remember Jared, the uh, subway master who went completely perv on us with child and child porn and every other kind of horrible thing? Well, there's that hierarchy in prison. And, you know, you could not, you could do eight or 10 murders. They probably, you know, think you're great. You do any child pornography or do things to women and stuff, you're going to get a beating. You're down at the bottom. And apparently this guy beat up Jared, gave him a good beating. And uh, he said he enjoyed it. He wanted to beat him. And, and the fans were, the guards even were happy. His name was Stephen Nigg, N-I-G-G. 
He said he bawled like a baby, the guard did, in the infirmary after he got a good beating from him. They showed a, a, a picture, but it was a, a recreation. A couple of black eyes, but he knows. But, it's, but the headline was, Jarrett the Perv gets a good beating in there uh, from, uh, in, from an inmate. So kind of enjoyable, I guess. So maybe not enjoyable at all. The other one is, after we get all this Kennedy, Chappaquiddick, et cetera, now the inquiry reaches out with another exclusive. Apparently, Bobby Kennedy was not a Kennedy after all. Uh, he was the love child of Rose and Roger. What is this guy's name? Roger Sherman, H-O-A-R, Hoare. I spelled it H-O-A-R, said it right. She was getting back from old Joe because of his brazen cheating and the scandalous behavior, and the truth was uncovered by the FBI, but, but, has, but did remain a skeleton in the family closet for 39 years. So the, the thing was that Rose came from a high-class, high society, and Joe was a bootlegger and every other kind of thing, which making a living is however he made it. But as he rose up because of money, he began to take the air of uh, Winston Churchill or something when he was not. I'm not down on the Kennedys, but let's not go crazy here about Big Joe. And Joe was in all kinds of trouble, and I picked up some of that out of the Winston Churchill book. They had to kick him out of London and say, get out in the war, because he wasn't much of a help. So now, apparently, the Enquirer says, and the FBI has a report there were a lot of similar, a lot of things like Bobby was shorter than all the rest of them. Didn't remind him. To me, kind of looks like a Kennedy, but I'm not going to dispute the Enquirer and any information they bring to the table. It's got to be solid, as I say, and it's uh, you know uncovered, been in the closet for 39 years. All right, this is all about the fathers. This treat, it's from Omaha Steaks, and you get two and fours of all these things: filet mignons. Top sirloins, boneless pork chops, chicken fried steaks, kielbasa sausages, steak burgers. You get double steak burgers. You get eight of those. All beef, uh, all beef uh, meatballs. Let's see, potato au gratin, uh, and a caramel. Oh yeah, caramel apple tarts. That sounds nice. Then a big seasoning packet, which is normally the normal goods on this. Now think about this for a minute. And retail on this is $213.94, but for Father's Day, you can save 77% and pick it up for $49.99. Phone number is 1-800-811-7832, but you need to give them this code, 78269KRW. But I'm sure if you call the line and get them, tell them you saw it in the Enquirer and it was a special for Father's Day. Now, what's wrong with that? Bring it in for 50 bucks. Bring it all this in. This will, this will feed many fathers. So a good one from the Enquirer. A nice value, a solid value. There's no graduation gift here or uh, a little boy's toy. This is serious meat here. And you can do some nice. And I imagine if you're listening to this show tonight, you might not be able to get it for Father's Day to get it in, but you could give him a treat the week after or during the week. Just treat your dad right with the rest of that. So... A good one from the Enquirer. I'm proud of it, very proud of it. I don't need to eat all that meat. There's only two of us, but for bigger families, it can be great. So I went back, and I don't know if I told you Wannabe, that's the name of the Fonda's tune, 2012. So we're going to go out with four, and 
what do we got coming up here? Let's see. And uh, Well, we're getting closer to the big show. We know that. Got an interesting group coming along and a great song that I kind of enjoy. Anything to do with the radio. It's called The Human Radio. We got a uh, first aid kit coming on. Yeah, we got some good ones coming. I got an oldie that's an awesome tune, Black is Black. And what do we have for... Oh, we have a good Deuces or Wilder. We got a nice one coming up in 36 as far as songs. I can't give you anything else other than that, other than we're getting closer and closer to July where I'm going to be recording, interviewing all month long and bring nothing but gold from real professionals to all of you. So uh, that is, I am geeked up about that. That's getting closer and closer. So we're going to go out and give you these last four to move you into the beautiful Ed Slale, Ed Mason Slale collection, which are eight tunes, and I couldn't be happier. Our, our old family has them. Love to have them. And thanks again, Terry, for bringing us to it, bringing those to us. It's wonderful. We're going to do Poor Little Fool by Ricky. That's 1958. Terry, Tegan and Sarah, and it's something with the ghost. The truth is the name of the title is Walking with a Ghost, but when you listen, you'll think it's talking with a ghost. You'll think it's anything. You're not sure if it is walking. They're from Canada, sisters. And then here comes the last sticky, ABBA, A-B-B-A. I listened to a show in the afternoon called Burns and Gambo. It's sports guys. And Gambadoro, John Gambadoro, loves ABBA. It's one of his groups, and he goes back in dreamland, back into the 80s. But ABBA is nothing to laugh at. What I didn't realize is A-B-B-A stands for the first letter of each person's name. You have Agnatha, you have Bjorn, you have Benny, and you have Annie with an I, A-N-N-I. One of the most commercially successful rock and, in rock and roll history in eight years. And since they've, they took a 35-year hiatus, and I'll scream ahead and say, I've read that they are doing a brand new tune coming out in 2018 in December. And then they're going to have one more in 2019. They got together after that. They were couples and broke up as, you know, you get close knit like that and it can happen. But listen to this record. They have an estimated sales number of worldwide between 380 and 500 million. They share a joint record, and I imagine it's with the Beatles, of eight straight number one albums in the UK, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2010. Their their song, Dancing Queen, The Dancing Queen, was inducted into Grammy's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2015. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. That's pretty pretty serious. I, but John likes the music, and I like the music too. We have to reach back and listen to him, let him come alive again. They had their. They came out in the seventies and played the early eighties. So we'll let Abba, and we're going to do it a little different than their standard ones. We're going to do "Take a Chance on Me," and then "Dirty White Boy." No, that's not me. They're talking about Foreigner, uh, one of my daughter's favorites, one of my favorite groups. They're going to come out with their their stuff that they played in the seven late seventies, seventy nine. He's the one that almost made the eighties. Then Ed's going to grace the stage. Give me and hopefully all the rest of you a Father's Day treat. I know I stand pretty alone in this. The jalopy is one thing. The digital diary for my daughter, that's now in 29 countries. 
but there aren't many people, regardless of what station, what channel they are, that can have their dad come on the network and sing. I feel very privileged, and I'm happy to have this vehicle to do it, and thank you all for letting me have this vehicle so that would be able to happen. Of course, I admit I would have played it if it was just my daughter's diary and I was lumbering around just in this country. It still would have got out, but to let this many people hear it, it's really a treat. So thank everybody else, as usual, for helping us. Guys over in London, Davey, Terry, Marlene, Chrissy, Jimmy, Billy, Patton. No, not all those people. I don't know who they are. We had a great time. I'm, I'm, uh, I wish my dad was here, but I know he's in a great place. And I have wonderful memories of my dad. So that's all that really counts. So love you, Dad. Thanks for coming on and gracing the show. And thank you all again for listening. Uh, Cyprus, I don't know where you came from. I'm happy to find you on the map. So everybody enjoy and have a wonderful Father's Day weekend with your pops, fathers, dads, whatever you call them. Love you guys. Thanks again. I used to play around with hearts Hasten at my call But when I met that little girl I knew that I would fall for little food me, but her heart was full of lies, poor little fool. Oh yeah, I was a fool. Thanks for listening. No matter which way you go, 
No matter which way you stay You're out of my mind Out of my mind Out of my mind Out of my mind Oh, 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 
Now, something you'll really like with Harry on RadioWilder.com. When I fall in love, it will be forever. tribute to fatherhood and your dad. Remember, Radio Wilder is now partnering with the Be Kind People Project. Learn more at thebekindpeopleproject.org.
Buy a Radio Wilder t-shirt to help out. Click on store on RadioWilder.com. And be sure to join us next week for more great music stories and life. Have a great weekend and remember, keep it wilder. Thanks for listening.